Prepare to enter the Elf Tree. Hi there, everybody. I'm Ian. Hi there, everybody. My name is Joe. And uh, we are doing this show yet again. Live. Uh, live. Live. I mean, we are we are here talking to you with life flowing through us. Somewhat. Hair uh, hair on our heads and Ian's, elsewhere. Uh, skin and is quite pale. I actually, yeah. I, uh, I look like the wolf man. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Teen Wolf. <laughs> I was going more for more zombie, oh, but yeah. uh, you, you took it to the next level. <laughs> I did. Well, I mean, uh, or, you know, I'm very pale like Casper. Do you think werewolves exist? Werewolves? Werewolves yeah. in, in what context? I don't know. I, I mean, mean, in the context we grow up learning them about them, like... Uh, <laughs> Like, like like a man Lon, turns like Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah, Professor from, Lupin style. From the oh yeah, um, dude, I don't know. You know what? The first time I ever remember somebody actually, and it wasn't a confrontation either. It was just I was confronted with the possibility of somebody else might actually believe in supernatural things like that of that nature, vampires and werewolves and things like that. So. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we talk about some crazy shit on this show, and right. if we if we have open minds enough to think that some of that is actually going on, then then why not? And who's to say that it is exactly what fantasy stories tell us it is? You know, what a mm. vampire might not be the 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 type of vampire that all the stories are written about, but it's just a legend Maybe built the same around. concepts. Like a, like a vampire could be someone who sucks away other people's energy. Yeah. I mean, a vampire <laughs> could have just been like the, the character of a vampire vampire stories could have been uh, written around something that was just unexplained, unknown. Maybe it was just an animal yeah. and they were just like, Ooh, this, you know, uh, uh, but who knows? They could be actual real. Or whenever Bridget comes around, it's like, Oh, Bridget's coming. <laughs> it's like she's the vampire of well, the group. Or or you know, people talk about ancient aliens and how the stories of God and 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 religious experiences of that nature could have just been physical interactions with you know, with alien beings and things like that. Those are divine godlike things that those those beings could probably do back in the day. Yeah, it's like nuts to me to think about how when we look at history, old languages like hieroglyphics, mm. paintings from a long ass time ago. There's always these depictions of ET in these things, you know, like UFOs. Not and, like we're not talking like Steven Spielberg ET though. Could be. I, I mean, mean, but it, in concept, it, but it's not like little ET phone home. Yeah, kind of, right. kind of no. character running around in all these no, hieroglyphics. No. That no. would be crazy with his little paddle feet to literally see ET's character in some oh, like shit. ancient hieroglyphics. With a bicycle, like going over like the little Amblin Entertainment. <laughs> yeah, thing. right. Yeah. Is that, uh, wait, Amblin, is that uh, Spielberg's company? Spielberg. Um, Spielberg. I, I believe it's Steven Spielberg and Kathleen Kennedy and Gary hmm. Marshall. I think that that's the, the company the three of them started, you know, way back when. And the three of them have been, you know, kind of a powerhouse team for a while. So I guess E.T. was the, like the foundational film that they were like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And, and yeah. this is going to be the image of our company. Well, Kevin Smith, his, his uh, company, View Askew Productions, has been around since the very beginning, since Clerks. It was a very crudely drawn animation of this, like, it's it's a crazy looking logo. It's the, this kind of 
uh, fat, gross looking, you know, kind of old man with like stubble and shit. And he like goes behind these, this partition thing yeah. and you see him like changing and you're like, what's going on here? And suddenly I, he might've been a clown actually. And he's taking his clown things off. You kind of see behind the screen Ian, and then suddenly, this? suddenly he walks out and he's like in like lingerie and like <laughs> fishnet. I mean, it's, it's bizarre. You're just like, what the uh, fuck? But it's his, it's his opening logo of you askew is what it is. Bad. You know, I mean, it's I cool. Like that. But even today he posted a, a, a picture on Twitter of what I can only assume is the first draft of mall rats too. Mm-hmm. The, the, I guess oh. he finished write, writing today. It said May 9th, 2015. And um, it's still View Askew Productions. So that. If he only that, has one page of it and he was just like, I'm just going to put it on a stack. Just the title page. Yeah. Yeah. He just puts it on a stack of other paper. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he, he's kept View Askew around for a long time. You know, it's it's just something that, that I don't remember exactly how we got onto that. Oh, just the Amblin and. Oh, of, right, right, right. Yeah, how so people Amblin. use how people use the logos. But we were talking about aliens. Amblin's still around too because that Super 8 movie. That J.J. Oh, yeah, Abrams did. It was true. produced yeah. by Steven Spielberg, but the Amblin logo came in at the at the head of it all. As it should. I mean, it's it's very. Uh, I'd be upset if I didn't see ET on their logo anymore. <laughs> right. you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like taking a ride away from your favorite uh, yeah. theme park. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, no, we were talking about aliens and how there's always these depictions of that that kind of life that we, it's the mysterious unknown. Like, is it yeah. real? Is this yeah. stuff happening or not? Which I believe it is. I believe it's real. Um, have I ever met any aliens? I don't. I don't so. know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy to think about how across the board of humanity, it's just been around and it's it's around now, and we're writing about it now. People are making movies with it. Like yeah. One day, you know, it's like if people could make movies back in the day, and you saw movies from the Renaissance times, yeah. you know. Oh yeah. It would just be trippy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, we make movies now and then just dress people like it. And it's more or less the same, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I I had this weird concept once of of what if uh, movies made in the seventies, like somehow through magic, you know, came out in the seventies. But movies made in you know, even if it's like a futuristic based movie, like Blade Runner, set in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. What if you know it, that movie just it happened to come out in twenty? I don't. It was it was a it was a, a poorly thought out idea. Like they. Like they filmed it originally when they did, but then they didn't release it yeah. for that long. Yeah, or you That'd found, be trippy, you know, man. it's is how would how would people in the 1940s view a movie made in 2015 about the 1940s? Like, is do you think it'd be an accurate representation? Like of a it, Fast or? and the Furious that they recorded back in the 40s? They're like, no one's gonna accept this yet. The Fast and the Furious <laughs> from the 40s, set in 2015. Model T's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, drifting. Right. Yeah, I mean that's that's funny. <laughs> Those tires would buckle. And, they would. Uh, I think Vin Diesel just think, sitting in one of those things would snap it in half. I mean, they they would roll them a lot. They would definitely roll them. You know? Yeah, yeah. You see, <laughs> I'm in pain. It's like an 18 mile per hour uh, 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 chase down the highway. That would be. Uh, I want to see this. What 1940s? I want to see period Fast piece and, yeah. Fast and the Furious. <laughs> okay, okay. Everyone Make it happen. Everybody start their engines by cranking the front. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's no way you can look cool starting up this hot rod. But it's like shot in like 18 frames a second, <laughs> you know. Well, everyone would like do the whole slow motion walking up to their cars, you know. Yeah. 
And every, you know, it's all dramatic, like, oh shit, this race is about to go down. And all of a sudden, everyone was like, keeps walking past their front door or the driver's the, side yeah, door. Yeah. They have to go to the front and they start cranking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they all look like they're jerking off from this camera angle, Bill. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this is why we put the camera here. This may be inappropriate for the times, but it's a good thing we're going to pack it up and release it in 2015. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got it. We got some time. People will, people will come to appreciate this. You're like, oh my God, Danica Patrick's in this. She doesn't die. She's a vampire. Right, right. Same with Keanu and, uh, and Edward. They're, they're like two or three people that have these doppelgangers that have shown up through, throughout history. Uh, Nicholas Cage. He's Nicolas one of them. Nicholas Cage. Right, right. It's trippy, dude. It is weird. It's trippy shit. It is weird. Cause you, you wonder, you wonder if you're just seeing it because you got a picture of Nicholas Cage from today and then a, you know, a photograph from 1910, and you're, somebody's like saying, doesn't this guy look like Nicolas Cage? It's like, of course he does. Yeah. That looks like Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. Is it Nicolas Cage? Only he would know. Um, only he would know. Well, or the other guy. The other guy might know. Unless it's part of his family lineage just down the, you know, yeah. down the line. It could be a Nicolas Cage. It could be. Yeah. It could be like the, the letter A, like the first replica. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, like, uh, like uh, that's his, his actual first name is something like Aloysius. <laughs> and he he's Alex. just yeah I mean he just decided he's like oh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Nicholas so like a Nicholas Cage yeah. like he a- uh, abbreviates his name he could confuse a lot of people um, <laughs> Aloysius <laughs> Aloysius what the hell did you come up with that I name? don't know I I mean that's a it's a name I think it was a name that I used to hear in my childhood maybe in a book or we had like a. <laughs> A teddy bear that was named Aloysius or something like that, but that name literally is the only A name that came into Aloysius. my head. Aloysius. That sounds like something you'd say after you eat a really, really fine meal. This is Aloysius. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for dinner we will be having roast Aloysius. Roasted Aloysius with honey on top. Ooh, and that's it. No, you can put honey on anything; and it's pretty good. Well, you say with honey on top. That's like almost begging know, somebody, you, yeah. like. Pretty please with honey on top. With honey on top, yeah. With sugar. Dude, yesterday was Mother's Day. Did you? uh... Oh, no. It was, wasn't it? It was. Oh, crap. You missed it, didn't you? Oh, crap. No, I didn't miss it. Okay. I didn't miss it. I released released an episode of Earthship Radio. Oh, nice. For my mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because, I mean, she's in Texas. She's in Texas. I mean, I I don't. Ian and Vivian. I don't. Yeah, Ian and Vivian. Go check it out. Episode 11. Yeah. Um, I, I. I understand gifts and the occasions, and it's very special. It's nice to get gifts. It's nice to know, oh, you know, everybody's appreciating mothers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I appreciate my mom every freaking day. Absolutely. I, uh, I, you know, my mom knows this, and I, I do all sorts of things for my mom. I buy her, you know, things at, at random times. It's not even, you know, as, and I, I, I don't, I don't enjoy having to, uh, to inject myself into those kinds of. Uh, what's the word? Um, uh, snarf blat? <laughs> snarf blats, right. Yeah. No. Uh, no, uh, like you have to. Like the. Oh, the like word? obligation? Yes, the obligation yeah. of, of Mother's Day or the obligation. I mean, even somebody's birthday. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll do what I can to make somebody feel special, but I. I I have such a hard time just buying a gift for somebody because I'm supposed to. Yeah. You know, I'd rather the same boat. I'd rather just go buy a gift random day of the year and then maybe keep it for that person. That's fine. Yeah. Or if they need something at that moment, I'll just, you know, I'll buy it for them and I'll be like, Hey, you know, happy birthday. Yeah, that's true. It's August, bro. It's almost like everything. My my birthday's fucking January, dude. (laughs) That's what you, yeah. Yeah. My birthday's January, bro. 
Yeah. You grazed over that one. And uh, I cried for like three weeks straight. No, I just think it's weird. It is weird when you have to like feel like, especially when you miss somebody's birthday or something, you're just like, oh, fucking Christ. Yeah. yeah. And you don't mean to do it. It's not like you were just, you don't care about those people or something happens like that. It's, you're just not thinking, uh, who's thinking about their person's day of birth? Yeah. You're here now. Yeah. And we hang and we hang when we can, you know, and then all of a sudden you have these days that everyone doesn't want you to skip by. Yeah. You know, I would, I I would almost, I would almost rather, you know, uh, celebrate my day myself in my way, whether that's alone or with people or doing the exact same thing I do every other day. Yeah. I'd rather do that and have people want to come and spend time with me on my day, not them do things for me on my day. And, you know, cause it's like, yeah, but then I don't really get a choice. I don't get to exactly do exactly what it is that I want to be doing. If I just want to sit and chill and watch Netflix and four other people want to come over and do that with me because it's my birthday. Yeah. That would be great. That would be the kind of thing I would, I would want somebody to do for my birthday, even above gifts. Yeah. I don't think I've ever Sorry. been like in a, I've never had like a circle of friends to where it's like all of, like everyone just unanimously is like, let's do this for this person or let's yeah. do this for this person, you know? So yeah. I've never, I was never in that groove of like consciously thinking about it. Yeah. So it's almost, it it becomes like this, oh shit, like I need to put some effort into like doing something for somebody or yeah. doing, you know what I mean? A yeah. lot of times I just don't really think about it. Yeah. Not, I don't know. It's one of those interesting you know, do you make your birthday known to people or do, or do you keep it a secret? You just let thing, it, you know? just let it be. And people that find out, find out. And it's That's not, true. it's not like you're trying to hide things like that from everybody, but yeah. I, I don't like big deals made about me. Do you think moms that time are sitting yeah. around like, I better be acknowledged today. Yeah. Well, uh, or I hope I get acknowledged today. Yeah. There's a lot of those. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. What, did, what did you do? Do you, uh, call your mom? Yeah. Got on the phone. We uh, did a nice little chat. She's visiting my sister out in Texas. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's uh, helping them pack up and move. They're moving, uh, I guess, in the next week or so. My parents just moved. They bought a a house. They got 13, 12.77 acres or something like that uh, of land. And they they have a house and everything. So they've just Why did they go with 13? I I don't know. I mean, they (laughs) they could have fought for that extra point. It's the unlucky number. They were wise. Well, they, they, 13 is the unlucky Ended number. on do, double sevens. It's baby. like 1299 <laughs> almost, you know? Um, yeah, they, they, they just did that. So that's a big thing that they've, they've kind of, uh, that's the excitement in their life. So, I mean, if I was there, I would help them with that. I'd get them things for the house and stuff, but I'm not there right now. You know, the, the most that I, I feel my mom could have wanted from, from me at least is, you know, couple of conversations, which I did. I called her in the morning and then called her later on in the afternoon, you know, to just, you know, see, yeah. see what she had done, how things gone and all that kind of stuff. Has, have they been sending you pictures at all of the new place? Yeah. I actually, uh, I got a FaceTime tour with the, uh, oh, of cool. the, of the place the other day. My mom likes to, she, she does that really well. She's, nice. you know, she got the iPad and she's got uh, the steady cam. Yeah. She's like, like yeah. s- slowly, uh, she's a podcaster, dude. She's, she's yeah. she doesn't fuck around. She doesn't, but uh, she walked me all around the house. Every, I mean, completely cluttered right now because they've got yeah. boxes of everything. That was literally their second day in there. Oh, they wow. just okay. got internet hooked up, and you know, nice. had the essentials out. They were making dinner, um, but it was it's it's a nice house. It's and it's cool to look at it and be like, oh, okay. So from now on, whenever I say going home, 
that's going to be the house that I'm going to. Yeah. You know, which is, which is, uh, it's bizarre because it's not my childhood home. I, I, I'll, I'll remember my childhood home forever. And, you know, the address and oh, phone wow. number and all those kinds of things. Like, I'm sure a lot of people can. Dude, I just had a dream of, you just reminded me I had a dream last night about my childhood home. Nice. It What's, was, ah, oh, that's so trippy. It was it was I it just about was that. it was it the subject of your dream or was it just the setting of your dream? Um the dream, I don't remember what was really going on, but I was walking around a different parts of my life. Okay. Almost like talking about certain things. And like, so for like whatever reason, ride? well no, I was with a cluster of people. And it was almost like a tour. No, it was the outside. We just looked at the outside of the house. Like it was purely that we didn't go inside or anything. Okay. So this is just like one chunk of, of what you assumed was kind of a, yeah, I just, I didn't think about it. This was very last night. I remember waking up in the middle of the night after I had this dream. I was like, Oh shit, that was my childhood home. How did it make you feel? Uh, it was cool. I mean, it was one of those things where I think I was just showing it like just, yeah, this is where I grew up. And uh, this is the house, yeah, I lived in until I was, what, 12, 12 and a half or so. And then... Uh, I mean, by that point, you've got a good kind of deal, imprint know? of of a home. Like Gave a, out brochures and... And, <laughs> and, and passed the basket around. Made sure everyone stayed behind the velvet rope and... Hey, da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Off the grass, please. Off the grass, please. please. Uh, that's a crepe myrtle. Uh, that's a crepe myrtle. Please don't climb the crepe myrtle. It's fragile. I have I have audio recordings of me when I was one year old, one and a half years old. The way my parents taught us how to talk was, you know, I mean, we we learned how to spell cat and dog and those kinds of things, but they taught us our phone number and address and who nice. our parents were, like oh, the essentials. At a very early age, that's how we learned how to talk. And wow. you know, you got audio recordings of me at one one and a half years old. Just saying, you know, you know, your address and five eight. That's my that was our phone number. My entire life, it's still my parents' phone number. Actually, wow. they've got how Vonage. the hell did they do that? Well, they've got Vonage. So Vonage is voiceover like IP. What do you yeah, I know my parents got they got Vonage. They got the Vonage. Um, but it's uh, it's internet uh, telephone service essentially. So at a certain point, they had their number ported from a, a an actual telephone number, analog number that that only rings this line had it ported over to Vonage so that it, this box that they've got, all they have to do is plug it into their internet router and then they'll plug a phone in and they can get phone calls. It's it's a landline essentially. But they that number is now associated with the Vonage box, got with their it. Vonage okay. accounts cool. anywhere in the world. When they were in England, all I did was pick up the phone and dial that same Garland telephone number. Oh, shit. And it rang their, their home phone in, in London. Oh my God, that's changing the whole game. It is. It's 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 crazy that. Well, first of all, it's very rare for people to have a landline anymore. Um, that is true. But those people that don't want to let go of their landlines don't always have to, you know, because if you've got voice over IP and you can afford it, I don't think it's that expensive either. I think it's like ten dollars a month. You know, twelve dollars uh, a month or something like that. I mean, it's 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 not it's not you know overly expensive, but you know, if you wanted to keep something like that, yeah. it's still cheaper than having telephone service. It's definitely anyone who's had a number for a block amount of years, and you just know, man, if you change this number, it's going to really fuck up a lot of things. You know, yeah, yeah. I still know, keep it. You know, I mean, I know Shelby's cell phone number has been the same since he first got a cell phone. Yeah, I think Her, I've had two numbers, two separate numbers since I've had cell phones. I've had I've had a couple because I moved to North Carolina and got a, uh, a North Carolina number for some reason. 
And then when I moved back to Texas, I was like, well, I don't want this North Carolina number. <laughs> so get, I just Did you get it. excited being over in North Carolina? You're like, ah, I'm getting a new zip code. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was all new. That was, it was, but I was young, dude. I was 20. Wow. I was 20 when I moved out to North Carolina. I just, I was like, oof. Because college was college. Like, you move to college, and it's not like you're Go, it's not like you're moving and living somewhere. It's like you're at, at camp. Yeah. You're I almost, mean, kind uh, of. You're you going know. to survive on your own for the first time. Yeah. So when I was in North Carolina, right, that was for work. And that was me, like my own apartment, my first car, all that kind of stuff was happening for me at 20 years old. And I just, I wasn't ready for it. Oh, I man. really was not ready for that. Did you freak out? It's not that I freaked out. I just, I, the, the job was not what... I needed to be in, even though it was one that was very appealing and they wanted me and they, you know, moved me out there and all that kind of stuff. It was, I mean, it was with a, it was with a Christian ad agency that I just, I was like, you guys are in this for the business of it. And I don't, I don't dig what church business. Yeah. Those are two words and two, two concepts that when put together, I personally have had not had the greatest experiences with. I can get greasy in there. I just, it, greasy is the greatest <laughs> word ever for that. Yes, because it is. It's just, it's such an odd world. But yeah. so, but I was 20, so I couldn't go drink anywhere. Like I couldn't go oh, and hang out yeah, with people. That sucks. I didn't have friends there. Like I lived with a cool dude who kind of reminds me of Martin. You didn't um, talk. I didn't toke, no. Um, it, it was just so many things were just brand new for me. And uh, I took the opportunity because I like a 90-day probationary period for work and, and all that kind of stuff. They're like, you know, if it's if it's working out, you know, I mean, some jobs will do that for you. They'll, they'll you know, just to, just to test it all out. It's a, yeah. you know, here's a, we're going to just let this happen and, and see where it all ends up. So within three months, like the, they presented it to me as, both of us mutually, like it's not we're evaluating you. It's both of us are evaluating the whole thing. And I took my I took my time. Like I was like three months is coming. I'm I'm gonna just leave because yeah. I, I don't think this is right. How are you gonna leave? Were you planning on doing it dramatically in the middle or? of the night? <laughs> just uh, I was gonna I was gonna set off the fire alarm yeah. and uh, and walk out. Schools out, bitches. John Paper style. Yeah. yeah, right. Doves. <laughs> and then Prince will be behind me playing when doves cry. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know how the drums go on that. I don't remember. Um, no, I mean, I just, I just told him. I was like, you know, look, guys, this, you guys gave me a great opportunity, and I just, I don't think that this is what's meant for me. I think that I, I need to be back in Dallas, kind of doing, doing some of the things. And you know what they said to me? They go, "Well, do you want to take it? Let's, 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 let's role play real quick. Let's role play. You know this. You know the world. I want to see if. So you can, can I play your boss? So, and- so let's. We're sitting now. It's like, hi, I, I, you know, guys, I appreciate you talking with me. I just wanted to tell you that I don't think I can continue to work here. I don't think that this is the right place for me. Um, you know, I, there's a lot of things that I want to do, and and I just, I, I think I need to be back in Texas. You know, for right now, that's that's where I need to be in my life. You know, Ian, uh, I appreciate you saying everything you're, you know, what's on your heart. Um, <laughs> Little Christianese in there. Yeah, I know. I had to throw That's, it. In. No, I mean, keep it going. But um, this is exactly who this is exactly who you are. You are a fucking. Ever since you walked in here, um, I had my doubts, and clearly, I can understand why. <laughs> but it was uh, really when you kept stealing my diet cokes. <laughs> yeah, that I uh, suddenly realized uh, 
was going to have to show you something. <laughs> no, he was going to pull out a fucking six pack for you, give you a six pack to go <laughs> as a gift of your partings. He's going to bring out a, a little Walmart circular flyer thing. He's like, you can buy your own. Yeah. Now he was actually going to pull up an Uzi. Yeah. 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 No, no one quits in front of me. They said to me, they said, we understand, but we think that you're not going to ever be doing as much good for the kingdom as you would be doing here. That's what they said. That's worse than what I said. That is 100% what they said to me. And I was like, at that moment, I was like in my own brain, okay. I knew, because I was nervous. You're always nervous when you got to tell somebody something like that. It's like a breakup or it's, you know, you're like, man, this isn't working out. You're just so nervous. You're like, I don't even want to do this. And as oh, soon man. as they said that to me, I, I my whole body relaxed. I was like, okay, this is definitely the right way for me to be getting out. Like, you should I, just, have said, I gotta just get out. Well, that's a good thing because uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm in the business of burning down kingdoms. <laughs> Um, try to change it up. But yeah, that, but that was that was that was North Carolina. That was totally different, and it was a totally different experience as it, than it was. Were they right though? When I was moving here, have you done have I for done the kingdom? For the kingdom, I mean, I feel like I feel like in my time back in Dallas, I definitely you've done less for their kingdom, Ian. That's right? what they really meant, right? Right for their their wallet kingdom manipulation, man. That's they fucking it, tried to throw a little less little did. seed of they did, they did, uh, but they did. They probably didn't know better. That's the, that's the, people talk like that. You know, yeah. it's like when people throw off that kind of manipulation, yeah. they don't really, I don't know if people really get they're doing it or if it's because people have been taught to do it their whole life. Like teachers do it when you're a kid and all yeah. that shit. Yeah. If you, granted, you know, your teacher was your mom and yes. I don't know if she did that to you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but in public school, definitely, man, teachers were like, it was rogue. I mean, some of them would just fucking lose their shit. Really? Yeah. Wow. Lose their shit. Like people. God damn it. You really? Know, yeah. People just like talking. They won't shut up. And all of a sudden a teacher just fucking loses it. I, I completely get it. Yeah. Yeah. You should definitely keep your shit together if you're going to be, be a teacher. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> you got to be able to handle it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Walk out at least, you know, walk, leave the room like, and then go. Yeah, first. exactly. Exactly. Even though those little bastards sometimes deserve it. You know, I was in classes <laughs> where, you know. You just like then bust the door down like, and you're, you're hauling ass at one particular <laughs> Kids can be little animals, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you have enough of them, like just right where mm. they feed off each other, yeah. it's over. Yeah. If you're a teacher that doesn't have the backbone to like really, yeah, make yourself known. God damn, dude, kids will walk all over you. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was always being in classrooms like that where I'm like, damn, I don't know if I could do this. I couldn't be a teacher. Be a teacher, oh, right? No yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, well, my mom's friend, uh, she is a teacher. I don't know. She might have just retired, actually, um, in Richardson. Been doing it like 15 years. And I've heard some of of the hardships that she has to go through. A lot of it is, you know, these kids just don't pay attention. They don't want to be there. I mean, yeah. of course they don't want to be there. But it's kind of boring. She, she's know? not allowed to discipline them. She's not allowed to do anything really disciplinary to, to you know, or fail them. She's oh. not allowed to fail them. What? Right. I know. <sighs> I, I don't know. I don't know if it's like on the books, she's not allowed to <laughs> fail the them. What's the ruse or here? It's a, I mean, how does it look if students in your classes are failing? 
looks it looks reflects poorly on you as a teacher, but it more so, more so the district reflects poorly on you as a school within your district and within your state. And it's and a all. contest. Yes, it's exactly what it is. All they are all they are geared towards doing is getting these kids to pass, getting them their their passing numbers up so that they can get different you know more uh, budget. Oh my god! It's it's just. Starby dirt. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, the bathroom? Hey. Jesus Christ. He's yeah. in eighth grade and he can't even ask to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Doesn't even know how to say the words. <laughs> say my birthday. Like, Jesus. <laughs> well, it's okay. We've learned. We've learned what he means. He, he passes. We've learned what Does he means. Does he do his work? No. I mean, what's, what's work? Can we see his folder, please? She opens up the folder and it's feces and piss all over all of his homework, and you're like, shit. Or she just like holds just it up and she just guy. like shows it to them, you know, yeah, yeah. and then puts it back. <laughs> but all the, <laughs> the superintendent's there to make sure he's like catching it too, but he's just like, looks pretty good to me. Yeah. <laughs> Shifty eyes, you know, like. <laughs> I approve this. Yeah. Pass him. Pass, pass him. Pass him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, goodness. That's, it's, yeah. That's part of it, I, I don't know. I don't know what it would have been like to be in the public school system. I have no, I have no context for that at all. There's a bigger picture to all of this, though. Like yeah. a graceful swan in a pond. You can't, you can't just have this beautiful picture of a, of a, of a swan in a <laughs> of pond a without all class. the torrential rain and all the things that filled up this pond to all of a sudden sit glassy one morning. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, right. So, I don't know. There's a bigger picture with teachers... Uh, having to just do what they're told, you know, they don't get to fight for their kids really, you know, unless it's like no. what your mom did. She, you're right. She took over, you know, she, she did took control of, she did. And, uh, in this episode that we were, that, that just came out, I mean, my mom talks about rebelling and going rogue and that's exactly what she did with homeschooling. Like she just, she went, no, no, this isn't happening. <laughs> did she go lone wolf? Well, I mean, she did. <laughs> she when everybody's selling these fucking articles now. I mean, anyone yeah. who's like, like pro constitution and wolf. shit, it's like <laughs> they call them lone wolves. It's like yeah. all these lone wolf attacks are going to happen, and it's like, all what the these, fuck are you talking about? All these coordinated lone wolf attacks. Who? The, like, who? Yeah. Who? No. No. My mom decided to homeschool us at a time where it was very brand newly legal, mm-hmm. and so it was still a it was still a, a controversial in air quotes decision yeah. of hers. All the to, moms to talk do about that, her. but damn, dude, I I would not be doing what we're doing right now. I would not have had the drive and the intellect to make this happen were I put through the public school system. I really feel that way. Is that why you're always wearing your uh, private school outfit whenever <laughs> my, we do high dare? <laughs> my uniform. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. got a tucked in white shirt with a uh, with the tie, Harry Potterish, the uh, clip on tie. Yeah, <laughs> clip on tie. Uh, short shorts, uh, knee-high socks, and he <laughs> is carrying a briefcase in one hand and a latte in the other. And this is how Ian stands during all these shows. Which <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> just, that's just what you do. Oh, jeez! I love my lattes. Yeah, yeah. Just imagine me like like I'm in ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, that's what I look like in uh, doing the little kick dance across the stage. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. Ding, ding, ding. It's like the scissor kick or whatever you do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Damn. Dude, uh, oh, fuck. What was I going to say? It had to do with... Uh, the Avengers. Oh, that was great, no, by the way. No, it didn't have to do with the Avengers. I'll jump down that tunnel. The Avengers? I enjoyed it. I, I mean, I enjoyed it as well, um, but it is, it's a Marvel movie. At this point, for me, 
and I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because my expectations are slightly different. I'm not following the the entirety of the through line that they're putting out there for all these movies. Yeah. But that would be more of an interesting thing for me to see a movie that is this through line rather than all the movies that are around it. Because yeah. I feel like we really could have taken all of the all of the action stuff from the first movie, plopped it right here in the second movie, and people would, I mean, it could it could pass. I you bet, could you, they, I bet you they've thrown in one frame at least of like, just to throw it in there. <laughs> well, from, I mean, sure, sure. It, but just take something from Transformers. As much CGI <laughs> as there is in this in these movies, like Iron Man, how long do you think it takes to to animate an Iron Man fight? Because Iron Man makes the same poses. That's he the computer guys. The, yes, exactly. I mean, you can reuse... Uh, you can reuse your moves and 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 the skeletal structure and all that kind of like it, a lot of this stuff could be plug and play. You so just change out the buildings. Yeah, and the cars. it's very easy to do so uh, at this point. I feel um, so for me the the movie was was good, but I've seen it. You felt cheated. I, well, I, no, I I feel as if I I fell prey to to marketing. Yeah. As if this was uh, going to be a completely different movie, which it wasn't. Yeah, but it, it was at the same time. I mean, the do I you, like the AI storyline. Do you think we'll feel prey uh, with Batman Superman? Superman Batman. I don't know because I like that story. The story is very good, but uh, yes, I mean the fighting and and all that kind of stuff. I just don't see how you can do it differently. It's different characters, sure, but it, it's. We've seen it. We we're we're going to have seen yeah. two massive characters running full force at each other, and they come in together at the and they all yeah. punch. You know, I mean, things like that. We saw it in the Matrix. Cars flipping, explosions. Yeah, I mean, we we've seen them all before. The parts that are interesting for me aren't going to be interesting for a, a whole lot of other people. Yeah, but I mean, you show me a thirty minute movie that's the story. And I'll be okay with that rather than seeing a two-hour movie that's the story and a whole bunch of fighting. Yeah, you're like, okay, I could have gone for gone yeah. for a little. I would have paid. Bathroom you break. Know, give me a give me a, a reduced ticket price. You know, instead of instead of a fifteen dollar ticket, it's a it's an eight dollar ticket. What if that's what happens? What if people eventually are just like, oh yeah, anytime there's a new Marvel movie yeah. or DC movie yeah. and there's a fight scene, people just start getting up and use that as the bathroom time? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, you just literally make it a commercial break and then you come back and it, it's very impressive. Mm-hmm. I'll say all the all the graphics, all the stuff is very impressive, but I did find myself missing the details on most of the shots and, and all the fight scenes because they're so fast. Everybody's moving so rapidly mm-hmm. and there's so many main characters to deal with. It's It's... Uh, it's, it's overwhelming. Story. It's overwhelming. It's a whole world. Guardians of the Galaxy, at least, I don't know. I mean, those were those guys were meant and introduced to us as a team. But yeah. you know, we had an Iron Man movie standalone. We had a Thor movie standalone. We had a Captain America. You know, they all had standalone movies, and now suddenly it's a movie where they're all sharing the spotlight. It's kind of like, oh man, it's I don't just really a grab know. Bag. I think they're trying to see how much money they can make from one. It's true. Wheel hub, you know, or it's whatever. True. It's true. And it's going to be, uh, it's probably going to beat out everything else. <laughs> it is. I this mean, movie, you said just made. It's, it's made over $800 million. It's fucking incredible. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. It just came out. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of, how is that happening? But it has to, it ha- because you explode everywhere. You, you get everybody so 
ingrained in needing to go see this movie on the first weekend that you you just orgasm everywhere. <laughs> and but, but what's different about this versus other movies, you know? This one just marketing. caught on. Marketing. No, it's not even that it caught on, dude. It's marketing. It's you know, it 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 also rides on the on the hard work and the the good decisions of people that came before. <coughs> like first of all, somebody had to have the foresight in Disney to buy Marvel. Well, and I don't even say that. Somebody had to have the foresight to give Marvel movies a solid shot. Yeah. And then John Favreau did a fantastic job with the first Iron Man movie. I think he showed he he seemed or that team seemed to crack the code for making a Marvel style uh, comic book movie. And that all you know, but by this point, we've seen it. We've seen it all. How and many Marvel movies are out? And then somebody went up to like uh, Robert Downey Jr. was like, "Hey, do you want to make a hundred million dollars?" Yeah. Uh, yes. And yeah. then you go, all right, well, you got to sign on to all of these movies that will happen. Yeah, exactly. They know they know their lineup for the next eight years or something like that. It's ridiculous because it, in my mind, it's like, okay, so you, I know you can then make your choice and make, you know, change your mind if you want to, but you're kind of like you're, you're cementing your future here. And what if it doesn't go well? What if suddenly people are just like, you know what? We've seen two Avengers movies. We don't need to see two more. And they, they, I mean, they've got two more planned. <laughs> and then plop. I don't know. I think people are going to go. That's that's just how, uh, what's going on right now. I don't know. Do people, you think it would, do you think this has the potential next, like people, do you think enough people are going to feel the way you felt with this film? Yeah. To no. To likely maybe just skip the next one? No. Probably not. Or wait till it's, you know, on Redbox or. Because, you know what, I'll, I'll admit. Netflix. I or, wasn't, in, I wasn't like dying to see this movie we just decided saturday to hey man you want to go see the avengers yeah it's like sure because our brain the very first thing it grabbed onto is the thing that's been shoved down our throats for the last you know month and a half two months Mm -hmm. the avengers is coming the avengers is coming it's like in the middle of yeah right in the movie i'll go see it (laughs) in the movie iron man's fighting hulk spoilers Mm -hmm. he's fighting the hulk and there's a point in which his like his Iron Man arm is able to like pounding him. He's like, "Go to sleep, go to sleep, oh, yeah. go to sleep." That's how marketing for these kinds of movies works, and it, that is the method they use that actually works to like get people to just like zombies. Showing them the goofy parts. It's not like showing them the goofy parts. It's showing them. It's <laughs> that sounds like somebody who's got like a deformed downstairs area. <laughs> like elephant. Want to see my goofy parts? Syndrome. Like, oh, yeah. Shit. It's you know they they just they don't give you the opportunity to think twice about something to do. Mm-hmm. The Avengers is out. Okay, so let's go see that. That's true. It's like everything else in the theaters like backs away from it. Well, no one wants to theaters, release around the Avengers time or life. You know, or would it be everything else you could be doing seems to back away from you know a big movie like the Avengers? You that's know, true. It's just so weird. What else is out there right it's now? So I don't weird. Even, that's so weird, man. I don't even know what's going on in movies. Avengers is Avengers. Uh, Mad Max comes out Friday. We missed all the Coke Dick, though. I think we did. We missed a good yeah. a good chunk of the Coke Dick. You're yeah. right. You're right. That is Coke advertising. If uh, for anyone who wants to know, it's Coke just dick. you know what it is. It's 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 all that shit at the beginning of the movie. That's 20 minutes of, of 
advertising for more ways to spend money. Come back to the movies because of all these things coming out. Of little go, red balls passive aggressively yeah, telling you what to do. Go buy Coke and don't turn your, your shit on and be <laughs> quiet and go see all these movies, all AMC. I mean, we just comply with us. Yeah, I mean, we just oh god, we coined the term Coke dick for, for purposes of that. <laughs> and we're just, you know, maybe it's just for our show because I mean, we definitely didn't coin the term Coke dick. No. Well, we uh, we didn't I coin. I don't right, know. We not may not have first, not not first. I don't know. Did somebody else coin it? I mean, I'm I'm imagining that that in varying cocaine drug circles, people oh, have, yeah. have done a line off a coke dick. If oh, you, you know what I mean? It's just it's like so someone gets a bone and then you put a line of coke. Yeah, on Yeah, I mean, I think I think part of it. Uh, oh, it, Jesus, it, I could not have been the first person to think of that. Is yeah. what I mean. Like I couldn't have thought. You know that that had to have been been around for a little bit. Oh shit! <laughs> so what's up with Ian? Was he eating like uh, powdered donuts or something over there? <laughs> That's Coke Dick. That's not something dim and kind of dumb. Like oh god! Ian was also in the public school system. Yeah, how did he graduate again? <laughs> and how long has he been working here for the kingdom? <laughs> for the kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I that's mean, so crazy. It I, is. That's that's a moment I've never really had because I've I've pretty much like trying to be strong armed by a religious. A religious uh, no, group. I mean I've seen it. I've had that kind of interaction, but yeah. I've never quit somewhere. Yeah. Where then I had to hear their like tantrum, mm-hmm. passive mm-hmm. aggressive tantrum. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't even look back. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean it was. I gave them two weeks notice. And they asked me for three. And I was just like, I mean, okay. And oh, then, that's a nice thing to do. Fine. All right, fine. But, I mean, then in that, in that same conversation, <laughs> within that same conversation, we, uh, it was when they told me the kingdom thing. And right then and there, I decided, I'm like, okay, I, I've agreed to three weeks. But who's to say that my grandfather doesn't suddenly go into the hospital at the end of my two weeks and I got to go? Yeah, which is ex- air quotes exactly what happened. Because oh, I was yeah. just like, you know what? No, I'm only required to give you two weeks. That's all my my contract says. It's common courtesy. Yeah. You asked for you're three, piecing out, and then you 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 slapped me. They were trying to keep you in summer school, bro. I was like, no way, man. So literally, up till the day, the day that I was leaving, mm-hmm. I uh, I was still going to be there an additional week. Yeah, I packed my car. I came to work. No, 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 I didn't. I didn't because I left the next morning. I. I told them that Friday. I was just like, hey, you know, my my grandpa's this and that. I just, you know, I made some stuff up. I've pulled that a couple of times. Um because it, who's going to say who's going to say no? Yeah. It, you true. know, a family emergency or something exactly. like that. I mean, yeah, I feel a little bit bad about All it. All you do is pack up your shit at your desk it and just then you is what it is. Walk into the boss's office, you take an apple, like you're going to go give it to him. You start to set it down on the desk, but then you pick it back up. You bring it to your lips. Give him a, you turn your head so he has a profile shot of you biting into the apple. And then you, while you're chewing and you set it down on his desk, you go, thanks for the education. I'm out of here. And then you just fucking leave. And then you play like uh, some sort of 80s, you know. Play the who? Out of school music. Yeah. Exactly. Or some sort of Ramones song. Nice. You know, get Johnny up there on his little skinny jeans. Or ACDC. That's true. That's you know, true. You know. That's true. Maybe the talent show's going on at the same time you're leaving. No, it's work. the Christian talent show though. Did, have you ever worked anywhere where they had like a talent show within the employees? Like 
No, I haven't. I've uh, the really the only companies I've worked for have been very small companies. Oh, I've, that's cool. I've been. I feel I've been fortunate to have never really worked for a massive company. So, like in the show, The Office, or even a big company. when they do those get-togethers and they yeah. hang out and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, I remember doing that when I worked in college. But okay, it was we were also in college too, so it yeah. wasn't like a real workplace because yeah. I worked on campus. Yeah, yeah. But that was the only time I ever experienced like. A workspace party. Well, no, I did that at Starbucks with the people at Starbucks. So never mind, I'm taking that back. Okay, but we didn't have cubicles and shit. It's not like we got to like decorate the yeah the break room or anything. Totally different workspace party. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We'd meet at somebody's house, and then that's just like hanging out somebody's. house. That was you guys deciding to have a party. It wasn't. Was it an official Starbucks party? Uh, it was just our store. We yeah, invite yeah. the people of our store and maybe a few from. But the employees are throwing a party. Not Starbucks is throwing a a Christmas party. Um. No, Starbucks wouldn't, right. yeah. That's the difference between the office would throw uh, the office Christmas party. But I do know. wonder, I think the food was budgeted. I think she, our boss basically was able to take Uma, shout out. She's so fucking badass, dude. She was an amazing boss. Dude, like, she was awesome in Kill so Bill. So cool. What a friend. She was amazing in Kill Bill. Yeah, Uma Thurman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but she, uh, I think somehow she would take from probably like the, like a fund she might have a store yeah, 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 yeah. to buy all the food and, you well, know, that's cool. And drinks and stuff. Good on her. So yeah, it was great, man. So shout out to all you guys. Y'all are badasses and mean a lot. I miss you all. Peace. We'll see each other again. Starbucks peeps. Yeah. Or Nashville peeps. Starbucks, Nashville, yeah. all over, man. Yeah. Yeah. Peeps everywhere. Just peeps. Yeah. There's people that you just love in your life that you just don't, you don't get to see or talk to all the time anymore, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. just kind of one of those deals when it is what it is. Everyone's doing their shit. It's true. Know? So. I'm going to take a break. I need to cry real quick. No, I'm kidding. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Do you find yourself dozing off at work? Do you find yourself getting lost in an abyss of your own thoughts? Well, let me tell you something. That's badass. That's badass. That's badass. That's badass. That's badass. Oh, hey, baby, that's badass. Yeah. Um, yeah, tune into my show, The Millie McCormick Listening Hour. Only on the Elf Tree Podcast Network. Piano music. Bling, 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 bling. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then it's just like panning shots of cameras just catching me at different angles crying, weeping. Yeah. Just you throwing up in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's when Joe finally cracked. Joe lost it. <laughs> he lost his, he lost his marbles. He lost his mojo. <laughs> his mojo. No, I, oh, we didn't even mention this thing we went to, the little. Uh, oh well, Shane's I, inner I circle. I don't remember what their names were. Do you know what what the people's names were that we were uh, that we were there to? to it was the Hurlbutt. Because I'd want to give them a company. shout out. Michael something and and Christy something. They're in that email. Where's that email? Shane Hurlbutt is a. Uh, Renowned, renowned <laughs> cinematographer, but he has a blog called Shane's Inner Circle. But yeah, they gave us a little free. Uh, there was a company called Free Fly there. Um, it was this thing that we went to called Strategies and Film. Yeah, Strategies and Filmmaking. It was a, It was a part of the Hurlbut Visuals. Um, I don't know. It was a spring education yeah. and demonstration festival, I guess is what it was. Yeah, they had what, different uh, companies with their camera gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of different you know, people were there showing off their gear and their their products and stuff like that. There was a, actually a really cool um, 
the the camera stabilization gear, the the little handlebar oh, thing that you yeah, held. That thing was badass. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, was that were, the free fly one? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's the Moby. Yeah, the that Moby thing was amazing. From, yeah, yeah. It's um, it was like a set of handlebars, and you were able to control the camera. Oh yeah. So someone could be literally running through a forest. Yeah. And you could have walkie talkies or whatever in their ear, and then someone's just sitting drinking a coffee. And, uh, well, they'd have moving both the screen. Hands. They're doing all the angles, you know. Yeah, you'd probably want both hands. Yeah, well, someone could say. put it up to your lips while yeah, you're drinking. Yeah. If you're directing, but you got you. So you've got one person with the camera on a very sim on a rig, mm-hmm. and he's, for instance, they the the video that they showed as an example was a girl running, jogging through a park, and so but you know weaving in and out of trees and stuff, and so the camera guy's following them, but in a little other part, you know, like across the park or whatever. Um, the gentleman, there's another guy there with a, a similar contraption, but no camera attached to it. And he's like, you know, actually he's steering the camera, yeah, he's lens. steering the camera yeah. while the, the camera guy is actually running and following the subject. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a two man, a two man stabilization type of system that, uh, it's, it's quite incredible. looks like a, looks like a drone, you know? Kind of has that feel, like when when you know when people do those little Star Wars drone races in the forest. Have you seen those videos? Oh, people um, actually racing their shit, like their really? drones through woods. It's amazing. It in, looks like in Star actuality. Wars. Mm-hmm. Really, their drones. They'll they'll fly them, and they've got like headsets and shit. No way. I've yeah. never seen this. But uh, that's that's kind of what it looks like when they have the cameras on board mounted to it. Yeah, kind of flows in and out of the trees and stuff like that. Okay, it's what okay. that camera looked like to me. That's cool. It's that's got that really feel. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But you have someone doing it instead of you know risking crashing your drone. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You you are flying the drone and they are worried about the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah. The music bed was there. So music shout out bed, because yes. I you know I kind of do some stuff with them and uh, let it be cool to go. But this was a fucking badass thing. What's uh, Michael? Michael. Um, yeah. Michael Cioni, I think his name is. Cioni, I think. Cioni. Uh, he's from Light Iron, but he was talking about like the nuggets of filmmaking and stuff, which is, you know, it applies. It Did, applies to what we're doing, kind of. Yes. Not I directly. He, I mean, I thought a lot of what he had to say applied because he was all. It was very positive about the future. It's. It was about and it just. It's happening. Yeah. It's upon us and it's not going to stop. Yeah. So you might as well embrace as much technology and go as far as you can with what technology is available. Yeah. And just hope all the uh, everyone else will just come along with you, you know. Yeah. Well, you know what you're doing. Know know what it is you're trying to accomplish and know who needs to who needs to be in the know at what stage in the process? Because I mean, you can't just go shoot something anymore and hand it to an editor and hopefully that they'll know, hope that they know how what to to do with it or, or kind of you know because everything has to be set up properly. You know, uh, you have to coordinate between all the different departments and everything. Yeah. You know, especially with increasing technology. That he was showing us a graph of how mm-hmm. communication and 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 collaboration between departments and between different steps of the process has had to increase as mm-hmm. technology is has you know progressed. So yeah, I guess the main gist of everything he was really talking about was community, like building your teams yeah. and everyone working efficiently to keep your stress levels down and blah, blah, blah. But that, it, to me, it applied to everything. It does. The concepts do, mm-hmm. for sure. It was neat to, I, I don't know, it's so cool to hear someone from that angle of the industry yeah. and just hear what they get to choose to talk about and how they see things. Yeah. And 
it was crazy. To, the I think the thing that stuck out to me the most was when you talked about the IMAX, how people are going to have better screens yeah. at home than the people that are actually in the industry yeah. using the equipment. You yeah, know? yeah. So that that was one thing I was like, oh shit, yeah. There's that's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, most digital digital theaters are like 2K, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just over uh, HD, full HD, which you've got here. I mean, it's. There's not a whole lot of difference between that and 2K, which is odd. It's very, very bizarre the way that the 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 ratio of of you know quality has gone. You know, it's it's kind of altered uh, mm-hmm. the way it gets named. Um, but the TV, I mean, Apple. Excuse me, not TV. Uh, Apple just released the iMac that was 5K. Damn. I mean, that's that's. <laughs> It's more than twice. As, They're just doing it as good uh, quality-wise as as a cinema. So why why isn't Apple selling those T- televisions to Who the knows? movie industry? Who knows? Because they're too or busy. Or do they just want them to use these? On watches. That's true. That's what. Because you can take um, I, I can take the stand off of this thing, right? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, I was going to say one. if you could mount that into like a maybe a travel rig, you know. Yeah. Because what, what was uh, he calling, or what uh, the cinematographer, Yeah. Uh, what was her name again? Uh, Sherry Kalk. Sherry Kalk. She was mentioning- she, Yeah, she was the other speaker. She, taught, she shoots more reality stuff. And yeah. so she was talking to us from a, a standpoint of somebody who is trying to be a storyteller and a DP exactly. all at the same time, like in this world that's supposed to be quote unquote reality. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Still being directed. Yeah. But no, she, she mentioned how she's usually the, the only person on the floor. Yeah. And so she has to find every angle and every reaction yeah. and just how she flows with her body. It was very, uh, it was cool. It was kind of cool to hear people interested how she was like at one with her camera yeah. and how she moved around stealthily, you know, and like yeah. she would use the balls of her feet. Um, I, I really dig shit like that because yeah. I'm like, that's how I would want to do it. I because- would want to be able to flow with everything like I am the piece of gear, you yeah. know, when you see a crane arm or whatever. Well, those are the kinds of things that I really relate to are people who come and they talk about their experience, not somebody who comes and talks at me about the way to do something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I, I don't like that. I would rather hear how somebody else put together a TV pilot than sit down with studio executives and have them tell me how a hundred other pilots that they do are made exactly, you right. know, like this formulaic way, uh, you know, that's, that doesn't work, doesn't work with me. I don't learn that way. And so hearing her talk about the way that she shoots reality and shoots, and it's not even that she's shooting reality. She's just shooting live mm-hmm. as opposed to scripted. Uh, and rehearsed and the, you know, you have the ability to do eight takes if you need to, you know, usually with quote unquote reality shows you've got, or unscripted shows, she used that word a lot. Um, you've got one time, maybe you can have them say a couple of things over again, but like you've pretty much got to get everything in the flow of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, that'd be, that'd be high stress. <laughs> yeah. Like hearing her describe it, I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I'd want to do that. Because if you have to, well, nobody wants. I mean, to do it. obviously she's good at her job, so she rarely, probably ever has like a confrontation where it's negative. Yeah. So well, she might have learned. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but. But I can I'm, imagine the first few conversations where you didn't get the film they wanted. You're yeah. like, oh fuck. Well, I'm sure that you know because she came from shooting scripted, so mm-hmm. she came from the very. I mean, compared to reality, it'd be a very cushy world of you know in advance what you're shooting. You've mm-hmm. you've chatted with the 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 director and the DP. You kind of know the setups and everything. Like things just get to you get to have a pattern when you when you shoot 
scripted things. Yeah, you know, you know where someone's going to stop in yeah. a room so you don't have to... So I imagine it's a very difficult transition to go from that to unscripted where it's kind of like you really only have one shot at this and you're the only one. You're the one making the decisions. You're also the one that has to execute the decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully you get everything that an editor would need. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to have all those things in your mind. You have to know what's going to go, what's going to go on in the scene. Yeah. Know how to actually make it all happen and then know, know what they need at the end. Oh man. I wonder how, uh, I wonder what her relationship is like with the actual people on those shows. I know she mentioned at one point, yeah. uh, it almost becomes a team of four. Mm-hmm. Like they do the producer, yeah. uh, her, and then, Oh God, who was the other person? The editor? Sound guy. Sound guy. Sorry. Sound guy. And then talent. The three people at the place. Yeah, yeah. 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 And how she mentioned, you know, if it's a successful show or something, uh, that by the end of it, it's a team of four or, you yeah. know, what? she teams up with some of the people in the show because yeah. they they know how they you know, she makes them look the best and all this shit. So yeah. it's just fucking crazy to think uh, about, dude. Well, yeah. That's the same reason you have, uh, you have people that do your makeup and hair or mm-hmm. do, uh, you know, you might end up following that person around for a while because you guys just click. Get me from this side. I don't want my beer belly to show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, dude. Uh, yeah. You know it when you hear it, you know? Then And I'm hearing it. I'm absolutely <laughs> hearing it. <laughs> so for this week on High Dare, I'm Ian. And I'm Joe, and grab a camera and film stuff. We gotta, we gotta go. go. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at high underscore dare. And be sure to check us out online at enterthealftree.com for all you old school dot comers. 